Hey everyone, welcome back to Gates Podcast. On today's episode, I will be speaking with Susan Scansolo, who is an artist based in New York City. We'll be speaking about how working from home is like living inside of your next exhibition, her fashion project run collection, as well as her upcoming book, and the importance of meditation and interacting with nature in order to connect with yourself. Thank you so much for tuning in, and I hope you enjoy. Susan. How are you? I'm good. I'm doing really well. It's like the prettiest day of all time. Yes, yes, for sure. I just um, had a coffee in Elizabeth Street Garden and... Oh, that sounds really nice. Yeah, it's been such a... When the sun comes out, I just feel so happy. Yeah, me too. I'm trying to be outside as much as possible. Yeah, same here. How's your day been so far? Good. I just finished um, a faculty meeting for all our end-of-the-year shows, and I was outside a lot this morning. It was nice even this morning. Yeah, like the whole day today has just been a joy. Yeah, I've been out of my apartment until like two minutes ago. I like ran up my stairs and was like getting ready for this this call that I've been, yeah, I've been so excited to speak to you. Um, and I'm just so honored Thank that you. you are taking the time to make this work into your schedule. I I've just admired you and your work for as long as I can remember. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah, I don't know. You're just someone I've always... I feel like when you're finding your identity and your your way through the world, there are these people that you look to, you know, to see someone and see their world and their vision and their self-assuredness and their their life. Like, I don't know. I've just always looked to you as such a... A beacon. (laughs) That really makes me cry. That's very, feels very sincere and truly means so much to me. Thank you, honestly. Yeah, I'm just so inspired by by so much about you. I mean, I think it's really inspiring how multifaceted you are. And recently, I've been super inspired by your your quilting and your your patchwork designs. And I was wondering if you could tell me about how you've been spending time with that, that work and how it's been for you to make those pieces during such a global moment of stillness. Sure. I mean, when I had about five minutes in between the last meeting, and so I, I actually just worked on one of my patchworks. It's funny that you say that because ask me that. It, it does make me feel very calm and centered, that kind of work, because it's something you can work on for years and there's no set limit unless you decide, okay, it has to be done by this day for a certain reason. So that's kind of relaxing because it then it just carries on with time and it reminds you about things, you know, that only you might know. It's kind of like it's this relationship I feel when you, for me, when I'm working on some kind of patchwork tapestry piece you know the one I have on the floor now it's it's a really nice piece for me because I made it in Osaka in Japan in 2003 and 
and it was a, a show I did there. Uh, it was a show of my work, but then I, I curated also different performances and events with artists and performers in Japan that I'm a fan of. So I, when I was there, I collected old materials from Osaka flea markets, and then I was working in Kyoto with a family named Hanaya Textile who makes all they're all by hand dyed with fruits and flowers so it's a combination of from that time and then just by chance over the this quarantine in the beginning last winter this patron collector from a very long time ago she patricia mears she runs the fit museum at well she's the deputy director she she works with there's a director ahead of her valerie Steele. i met her when she was running the Brooklyn Museum costume wing. And then she collected a lot of my work. And then, she, but she she contacted me and said, I'd like to mail some things back to you to, that I own to put into back into your archive. So this was the piece. So I wouldn't have remembered it. And then since then, I take it out of the box and then just do all kinds of things with it, like pretend it's a cape and photograph it outside or on someone on lilac, my daughter. And now I'm just repairing it because it's so has a lot of rips and it's fallen apart so I just every day slowly work on it so that's the long story (laughs) very long story about this one piece right now I mean that's amazing I think your work is so special for so many different reasons but I think like you can really see your process and like your mind work through the piece with like the way that you know the patchwork is assembled or like what fabrics you include and even your paintings as well like I really loved your um your spirit guides can you tell me about making those paintings and how you see it differently from creating a more tactile object that like you said could be like almost worn as a garment or it could be laid on the floor or it could be hung up on the wall as kind of a painting object but then shifting to like making an actual painting that has a more like one serving aspect so that show at Bridget Donahue gallery is that is that what you're referring to? Yeah. Yeah, that was the, the last show that I had at Bridget Donahue, and it opened February 9th. And so it closed a little bit early when every, everything closed down. And it was Bridget's idea. She she said, you know, what about doing a show that shows the last 30 years of your drawings? Because that's this very specific practice of yours that some people may just only have collected my drawings and are really interested because that's the way I really started as a fashion illustrator. But it's, it's a continued way I work that helps me actually formulate all the three-dimensional work, the performances, even this tapestry piece that was made specifically for a performance in Osaka and that I was in with two other friends, artists. So I had drawn, like, would have drawn floor plans. And so that's really what's showing in that show is all of the years of how I make the process through painting, illustrating. It's a lot of work on paper and when she asked me we you know picked things from from 1990 until now but then I started whatever paintings I was working on I kept going up until right when that show to the day it opened you know I guess looking up your work and looking at your work and your evolution over the years it's been so 
inspiring and I really feel you in all of your work so much in such a beautiful way like I feel like when I look at you I can see your work and when I look at your work I can see you and that's always been like I mean just like the the biggest um attraction for me to an artist and it's so special and your clothes as well like the dresses that you've made over the years especially it's really interesting to see how they can be used in a show like a traditional fashion show type of thing but then also the way that it can be I guess re-evaluated in a gallery or a museum space as works of art and that interception between fashion and art can you tell me about like when did you start making clothes what inspired you to to do that well I I studied fashion at Parsons in 1987 I arrived there and then I must have graduated with something like um, 90 or 91, I'm not sure. So then that's how it all began. And I was also interested in fashion illustration. So I was doing both from the that beginning, beginning time, and I also making textiles. And it's not as if it's changed <laughs> much <laughs> since then, you know. It's still the same old thing. But I probably just play around with it so much it comes out in different categories. Sometimes it's in fashion, sometimes it's in art, you know, and it goes into the categories of film, performance. The nice thing about now, it seems that it's really normal and that's exciting to me that you can work in so many different mediums in different ways. You know, it's really cool to be able to see yourself in different mediums as well. Like that's another thing that's like so interesting about your work is um, there's so many different components to every to every dress with the different patchwork elements or just like in your paintings. I feel like there's almost like some of them have a bit of like a collage aspect and I just feel almost like I'm able to kind of read them as a diary in a way and like kind of see where you've collected things and how you reassemble them. Where do you source your fabrics and what is that process of collecting physical material for your work like and how intentional is your your collecting of of those materials well i try to just only have in hand exactly what i need so i don't have much extra and if you can imagine all the materials there are in the world So obviously it's so easy to attain, have access to materials because people are just always giving away, getting rid of and asking me, do you want this? Do you want that? When I had a real fashion studio and running, you know, collections, production, I would take in so much from everywhere, everyone, you know, someone would call me and say, I found all this stuff in the garbage. Do you want it? I would say, of course, of course I do. You know, if it's like yarn or any kind of fabric and I use also not traditional material that doesn't have to be fabric. But now it's where I'm not having that kind of, you know, fashion house atelier so I just have very little like one drawer and and then I'm also working pretty slow and but I obviously with fate in life that the minute that I would run out from that someone will call me and say I have this special material would you like it and and then it just 
somehow it comes comes back to me and I try to also give away as much any materials I have to students when they need anything and so I don't know there's just I really feel there's just so much in the world will never no one will ever be empty-handed for materials to make things you know what I mean yeah absolutely to be able to collect materials from your friends in different different places and different yeah like different locations around the world or even just different places like if it's like scrap fabric from a production of like a a fashion line or something and then or it's like just something from the trash like to just yeah, be able to that's what I mean yeah I just hunt around when I go on walks and find things and but I, I remember this summer I did a workshop online and I had mentioned oh I didn't know we were entering into this quarantine and I really just gave everything away at the end of the semester. So one really nice person I met in Kansas City that curated a show I was in, Haley, she was on that Zoom, and so she immediately put little scraps of fabric in the mail to me the next day. Mm. And then I had some little things to just take, because it was enough that I'm a lot just doing little road trips, so it was enough to just throw in my bag and be on the go to have enough to use. And there's, I think there's this nice thing of when you send things to each other, it could be a close friend or a friend, a person you don't know that well, but you just, you're exchanging materials. I feel even if we can't see it like person to person as much as before, there's I feel always keeping this kind of exchange is so nice. I feel the same way. I'm so sentimental in that way. Like I always keep the ribbon that people wrap yeah. my gifts in to like put in my hair. Like all of the ribbon I put exactly. in, in my hair is like, I remember like, oh, these were wrapped around my flowers for my 22nd birthday and they were from this person. And it made me feel so special and loved and just finding connection through, I think through materials is really cool because you really I don't know like there is such a transitory if that's the right word like of energy and hair when you are sharing in that way and like the repurposing and like revisioning of a fabric to make it your own community is so important as well and just to be able to build your own web of people and then what they can give you and then to put it in your work and then to be able to like create a community based off of the work that you create it's like this like super fascinating cycle that is just like so I don't know it's just so magnetizing like your fashion shows from Ren collection and like watching the evolution of that and the different phases of it to see the way that your mind has been able to create this world that's so yours and that like that you can let people in and show to people how do you feel like your work has allowed you to find a community and work with your friends I somehow also feel there can be a community too wherever you go and it can be really instant it doesn't have to be this is my community and then that's it it's sort of a word that I've learned I could just take that word whatever city or country or any place and then all of a sudden you you see it's like this circle or this ring that just appears in any atmosphere and you could jump in at any any point yeah it feels like the communities are just like kind of there waiting for you (laughs) yeah 
I was wondering if you could tell me about your relationship with Bernadette Corporation and what that experience of working in that way was like. Well, it's it's so hard to even talk about that because I'm just... I'm so honored I even had that experience. And I would say that was right when I was finishing Parsons. And it was primarily because I was friendly with a designer named Seth Shapiro. We met and I was helping with some sewing and and then modeling for him. And his cousin was Bernadette. So he introduced me. And like that was, I mean, if you want to use the word community, it was just a lot of different artists that had their own practice and really grew in their own right but just in that seems like that moment I was in and there was a lot of this exchange between performance and photography and photo shoots and everyone was just moving around and then in that moment I was more I was more in, in I guess in between fashion drawing and performance and but I was making clothes too that say I'd wear myself in the performance or just had a few clients it seemed like that was some sort of base for for something then that grew as as I got older and expanded but because right from there there was you know all of Seth's shows and collections that really so beautiful and it's such an important influence and then there was all the Bernadette Corporation fashion shows and then when I opened my collection Bernadette she styled I asked her if she would style the first first couple shows so it's hard to even explain even if I said it exactly I don't know it was so long ago (laughs) it was this kind of beginning of like a sort of roots for me that then from there I kept going and going on going where it just grew for myself personally then I went on growing this fashion line and company it it just grew bigger and bigger and then that was this whole thing to sort of try to wrangle and manage myself and I'm sure at the time like it's hard to see yourself from the outside when you're when you're in in the middle of something do you know what I mean yeah I mean even now I don't know how accurate it is to ever even talk about the past or things that happened and if I have the this correct recollection or if it's it's totally different I mean I have this memory at that time I did use this name run as a kind of tag or how I would sign things and and then as I moved on I just carried it on into a collection name and then as the collection grew with so many people involved I realized it was you know run collection and that's how I registered it with City Hall you know Mm -hmm. yeah it's interesting how these baby steps into something kind of lay out the blueprint of more work down the line or just like the like early establishments are so interesting for young artists to see where you can take a vision <laughs> you know I don't know if that made sense yeah. but just you can move through a city through different people and through different experiences have you lived in New York for your whole life or you're from uh, Rhode Island is that right mm-hmm. so that was I was 17 when I got here in 87 and then since then I've been here I left in 1991 lived in Paris and came back and then I left 
2001, 2002 in London, came back. And since then, just back and forth between different boroughs like Brooklyn and Manhattan since that time coming back, 2002, I guess. Do you feel like you have a really strong connection to any neighborhoods in particular? No, I mean, wherever I choose to live, then I, I just enjoy where I am in that moment. I like all of it, really. It's really interesting to live in a new spot in a city and mm-hmm. kind of see like your life unfold in like different little ways through like routine or your neighbors. Mm-hmm. I recently moved from I was living like uh, on Ludlow Street and for like quite a long time and I've recently moved a bit more I guess west like central west like Manhattan mm-hmm. like downtown and I feel like this sense of like calm and like sense of intention in my life Mm -hmm. that I didn't really have before and it's interesting because at first I was I felt like a bit disconnected from kind of just like the constant chaos of that particular area and now I just feel just so much more myself (laughs) and like I can be myself outside of a neighborhood (laughs) like if that makes sense yeah totally yes Yeah, I really understand that. It does affect you. It really does. And yeah, over the quarantine, I moved home to live with my mom in New Jersey for a few months, like the winter time months, just to get some mom time and like hang with my dog. As a young woman in New York City, when life was more fast paced and it was more, uh, there was a lot more going on and stuff before COVID, I felt really like swept up into a lot of different things and like (laughs) to be able to chill with my mom. She lives like quite near um, an arboretum in her town and like we would go on these nature walks and pick up leaves and start identifying bugs and like just like really... Oh, it was so amazing. Me too. And just like to be able to reconnect with like that younger spirit and like my fascination with nature that didn't have to do with, I don't know, any part of like society or like whatever, you know? Yeah. How do you feel like you find that balance within your own life, like reconnecting to nature or just like your your younger self? Well, I, I go for a lot of walks and I don't know how to explain it. I, I guess um, I do spend a lot of time in nature and with trees, and that's sort of how I just rejuvenate myself, if that makes sense. Yeah, I spent a lot of time in the woods this past winter with my mom and my dog, and I feel like I, I've hit some sort of reset button. Yeah, that's that's a perfect way of saying it. I, I probably I do that as much as I possibly can for that like quick reset and that's a big influence in making work you know just feeling peaceful getting inspired yeah absolutely and like I think it's really important to spend that time with yourself in that context because I mean for me personally I felt like I discovered so many pieces of myself that I either like shape-shifted to like fit some sort of mold in this like New York way or like I forgot about because I was like blinded by all these like the quickness of it all and yeah like just like being able to like look inside and like start liking what I see it was like the most powerful thing 
thing that's ever happened to me and I feel like I don't know you you just feel you just you're just so you it's like so amazing like <laughs> like how do you um find ways of connecting with yourself and really being true true to yourself just what you said just going for a lot of walks and doing that reset with nature that's really immediate you know it's such a quick fix for me to feel so clear and I don't have any thoughts and like there's not a care in the world you know when there's that walk in the woods or looking at trees and flowers and whatever it is leaves like you said bugs can be the, the littlest simplest thing that's outside that's a it's just a, a big part and when I'm working making things that I'm not really thinking about too much either that it probably that also keeps me very centered and the other thing is this is a very busy job but I'm a parent and that there's this sense that I have to stay very grounded to do that so any part of me that probably was not grounded before now has reformed to this grounded person I wouldn't have planned it that way but I feel that's been a good thing for me and then the other part that's helpful is I, I meditate really a, a lot and that gives me very clear answers yeah just to be able to I don't know my therapist the other day <laughs> read me a poem <laughs> that was like it was basically like about thoughts and the way that they come into your mind and if there are any negative thoughts or any like thoughts of judgment you can um allow them into the guest room of your mind and invite totally. them in you know see what they have to say and then say thank you so much for coming in and now it is your time to leave <laughs> that's a great way of putting it yeah because it's true you don't have to choose them but there's just habits that we get conditioned I think this pandemic has really shifted, a, I mean, for so many people, you know, just like the way we interact and the way we see people. Or, or I feel like for me, like something that was so momentous about coming to New York um, as a young person, I felt like there was such a feeling of wanting to be a part of something. And then the pandemic really shifted that. And I was like, well, what does that look like if I'm not in the same physical space as these people? Am I still in the same like spiritual? space as them in regards to like creating or just like you know finding your people the like-minded people who push you and inspire you and or that like people you can look up to or or just like look across the room and be like oh I cannot believe I'm standing in the same room as this person wow and like finding a way to digitize that has been really weird because Instagram is a pretty obvious example of that online space for gathering and it can feel just like really disjointed or fake or weird and so yeah just to be able to like speak to you on the phone and hear your voice is like seriously such an honor like and to be able to take the time to speak together like I just think that I've really really realized that connection is the most important part of my life whatever that means well just I want to say that it's an honor for me too to speak to you because you know I feel like whoever you speak to it's just a mirror and you just reminded me of the other thing that keeps me really grounded is talking to friends on the phone that as you're just mentioning where when you hear another person's voice and that I've done more so in this time where you really 
make a plan to talk to someone and it, it does really make a big difference. Like it doesn't have to be on FaceTime, you know, just hearing the other person's voice and then realizing all the things that you have in common that you're experiencing or going through because I feel we all have similar kinds of experiences to like there's so, always something to connect with each other about you know yeah I think this shared experience of stillness and like a more isolated situation has really shifted the way I view my relationships and my friendships a whole lot and how is it spending this time with your daughter and how is she involved in your artwork I, I think I read somewhere that you make work some work together yeah I mean she makes work with me only because that's what I'm always doing so she's grown up with it and just being around and adding her hand or opinion it's very probably normal because a lot of the times my studio is in the home you know sometimes some years it's been out of the home but when she was younger so she just come with me and it was not I didn't think about it too much it just happened that way and now that she's grown a little older we, we just have had a lot of fun during this time because sheer boredom can be really <laughs> exciting because then you get to pull out all these things that you haven't had time for you know beforehand to do and it was just a different kind of pace that came fun and taking a, like a lot of walks that could be just a boring thing to do but then you realize this is actually so much fun the littlest tiniest thing becomes fun you know baking a lot or cooking or making jokes you know I don't know what it is but there's nothing like the realization that there's nothing really special or mind-blowing or so important to make you feel happy it's just really nothing just existing and yeah I'm carrying on with working so she's still helping me time to time but she, she's also busy with her own things too which is nice that must be so exciting to watch her come into her own and have her own things going on that's so cool yeah i'm happy that she's her own person and i don't feel like even she's my daughter she's not my anything that you know she's a person and with all her own interests and activities and life i'm trying to just offer the any guidance i can but it doesn't even mean it's the right way or the best way yeah that's that's so cool to see her have a hand in your work just by being in the same space as you and i mean obviously having such a strong bond like familially but then to see her kind of venture off into her own creating her own little world as well must be just so it's cool it's nice to see she's a great writer you know and i'm coming out with a new book that's what i've worked on the whole pandemic it, it releases july 10th and in the back section there's contributors writers so she did a short fiction story in there the the nice part is now i can actually ask and say would you be interested in so there's a like a real decision of yes or no and that's what i find great you know yeah. like asking all the other writers or different friends um cassie who i believe you interviewed also yes. and so there's 
you know, all kinds of friends that I've asked and with the, just the option to say yes or no. And that's why I feel it's nice that Lila can make the same decision on, on her own, you know? Yeah, absolutely. To kind of, yeah, shift into a level of like her own conviction is, is really cool. What is it like to make work in your house when you are doing that and you don't have a studio space? What is that relationship like in your household? Like, do you keep like a separate room or is it just all over the place or like can you just describe to me what that process is like yeah the whole home is one giant studio and we're living inside it (laughs) whether whether we like it or not we're just in this living in the studio every corner every action every everything is studio and and so I just pretend I'm inside my next exhibition that's coming up in Portland this summer that's where I'll launch the book release so I'm imagining every aspect of the home is is this upcoming show and seeing how it feels how it lives how it breathes and I realized that if the studio is in the home that forces me to have to like live sleep with the work my whole bedroom is also a studio and and then I have to see how I feel to be with that work 24 7 and I feel like that's a good exercise to force myself into I think it really you know it really it comes across that I don't know it's just like the type of work that you you make I don't know how to say this in maybe the right way but it's like there's just no faking it like it's just so you it's so authentic it's so one of a kind like wonderful to to see I don't know I just feel like I when I look at your work or your clothes like I really can see like pieces of your mind working and that I think is the the thing that makes me feel the closest to uh somebody that I admire or or an artist yeah I I'm so excited about your book wow that's also so exciting is it your writing I have done the whole introduction and the closing which I haven't done any kind of writing for a long time so it was and then the intro to each chapter I have a small introduction as well so that was so good to challenge myself and then I I just asked for a higher help as a channeling to come through me because I don't feel as other writers I know I have a kind of talent for writing and I just took what came and wrote it down and it it's not in this proper sort of format, but I, I feel it's clear in what I'm needing to say for this this book. My favorite thing about writing that I've seen like in like my own personal work or like I keep a really strict like diary practice like I write every day that's awesome it's yeah it's it's been it's been like my number one thing for my mental health like it it helps me see myself and I love looking back at it when the time is right. And also, I mean, I just think the Yeah. And just the thing about writing that is the best for me personally is like, sometimes I don't even know what I'm thinking until I've I've written it down or I didn't even know I was like capable of like producing a story or like, or or, I don't know. It's just like once I start that, uh, I do stream of consciousness writing every day to empty my mind and like allow space from for my day because otherwise I can feel like I, I have quite bad anxiety so I can feel like if my thoughts aren't like kind of sifted out into um, a physical space I can feel a bit jumbled and yeah it's just That's like such a beautiful 
process do you have? It honestly like uh, has been like the saving grace of of my mental health journey, I guess. Um, and yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, it's just cool to like see what's in your brain, like when you mm-hmm. allow yourself to look mm-hmm. at it. <laughs> yes, I mean, I'm really so touched that you feel you you see things. Like I wondered what exactly you would see in my work because maybe that is the process I have for putting releasing all the thoughts and maybe in the way that you're talking about it's it is a very peaceful practice or therapeutic exercise I just feel so entranced yeah and like yeah and it almost goes back to kind of just like what you're speaking about with um with meditation just like yeah Yeah, it feels like that that's that's how it it feels so I'm happy though to hear like what you're doing because it just seems like everyone must have their own way that works. Yeah, definitely. Like I had this idea for like a blog to like ask people about just to like really walk me, like honestly walk me through a day in the life. Cause I, I was like having this period of my life where I couldn't figure out how to spend my time. Like I just couldn't figure it out. It was like a growth spurt thing, I think. Okay. And I was just like, what do people do all day? I just want to know. <laughs> That's amazing. That's so interesting to, to even go out there and ask and that you're interested. That's really beautiful, actually. I don't know. It's, it's just so special to be able to connect about art and fashion and our shared interests or our work or mm-hmm. whatever it may be. But then also, I think like during the pandemic, it just really makes you realize that connecting on like a personal level as well is like also super important to just talk about like the stuff that isn't like the public stuff or like the the image stuff it's like just the day-to-day or it's the the hardships or it's the routines or it's the stillness or whatever it may be yeah I mean I, I I've just had like such a wonderful conversation with you I honestly have been like so I have like butterflies this whole time because I've been such a fan of you for like as long as I can remember and I remember one time I got a magazine from eBay or something because I saw an image in it that I really wanted and your name was on the cover and I was like so excited to look at your story within the magazine and I just felt so like close to you in that moment which is funny because like you obviously had no idea that that happened. Um, Well it's hard for me to even believe that there's any you know there's even a fan out there honestly it's really so flattering I really 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 so I I appreciate so much your interest in my work and support and for asking me to speak on your podcast yeah thank you so much again thank you for this and um thank you thank you so much i'm i'm really touched it was really so wonderful and really peaceful and enjoyable to talk to you so thank you thank you susan um i'll speak to you soon okay okay take care of yourself bye-bye bye